Good morning. It's Tuesday, August 29th. I'm Gideon Resnick in for Shemitah Basu, and this is Apple News Today. On today's show, how Jacksonville is responding after a racist mass shooting, the alarming rise in breast cancer rates among younger women, and France's plan to save its beloved wine by destroying it. But first, a quick look at some other major stories that are in the news. Hurricane Idalia is headed straight for Florida. It's forecast to hit as a Category 3 storm tomorrow. Given that strength, evacuation orders are in place for parts of the state. The storm could be a threat to Tampa, meaning dangerous wind and heavy flooding in a densely populated area. National Hurricane Center Director Michael Brennan talked to CBS about the potential impact in Florida and beyond. We could be dealing with multiple days of power outages here, especially where the core of Adalia comes on shore as it's expected to be a major hurricane and moves across portions of interior North Florida. Again, could see long duration power outages. And then we'll also see heavy rainfall flooding potential across North Florida and up into the southeastern United States. Cuba has already felt severe weather from the storm. And while Adalia churns through the Gulf, Hurricane Franklin is in the Atlantic. Now, it is not expected to make landfall in the U.S., but is strong enough to bring severe weather to parts of the Atlantic coast. In legal news, there is another trial date on the calendar for former President Donald Trump. The federal case involving his alleged interference in the 2020 election is now set for March. A judge rejected arguments from Trump's attorneys to postpone it until 2026 after the current presidential election. And in North Carolina, police have a suspect in custody in the shooting death of a faculty member at UNC Chapel Hill. The shooting had the school in lockdown for hours yesterday. Investigators say they have not yet determined the motive for the killing. Police say they have no doubts about the motive of the shooter who killed three people and himself in Jacksonville, Florida, on Saturday. He was targeting people because of their race. All of the victims were Black. The shooter had swastikas on one of his weapons. He left behind pages of racist writing. The Department of Justice is now investigating this as a hate crime. President Biden addressed the shooting yesterday. He was meeting with Martin Luther King Jr.'s family members to commemorate the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington. Biden said Americans need to speak out about the danger of terrorists driven by white supremacy rhetoric. We can't let hate prevail, and it's on the rise. It's not not diminishing. Silence, I believe, we've all said many times, silence is complicity. We're not going to remain silent. NBC looks at how Jacksonville is dealing with the aftermath of this attack and the long legacy of racial violence there. The shooting nearly coincided with the anniversary of another racist incident in the city's history. Sunday was a day the community already planned as a remembrance of the victims of a racist attack in 1960. Then hundreds of white men attacked black citizens who were protesting segregated lunch counters in the city. It's known as Axe Handle Saturday, named for the weapons the attackers carried. A local man who was a teenager when that 1960 attack happened told WJXT 
that this weekend's shooting shows the hatred of that era is still alive. He says the violence wasn't surprising to those who have felt it before. More younger people in the United States are being diagnosed with cancer. The rate of diagnosis of patients in their 30s jumped nearly 20% in a decade. In particular, more and more women under 40 are getting breast cancer. Washington Post reporter Amanda Morris started looking into this after a friend was diagnosed. One breast cancer expert I talked to has been researching breast cancer for over 30 years, And she was like, there's definitely something going on because she's seeing more and more young women getting breast cancer that don't have a family history. What experts seem to be looking at are environmental factors like pollution, lifestyle changes in what we eat, how much we exercise and things like that. And Morris says cancer diagnoses for younger women can hit at a time when some people have a lot of other big issues to deal with. This is a time in your life where... You're supposed to be having kids, getting married, advancing at your career. You're supposed to have energy and you're young, right? So getting breast cancer at a young age is especially devastating because it disrupts all of those important life milestones. Another challenge of cancer at a young age is having resources to combat it. Younger people are less likely to have health insurance or adequate savings to lean on. One of the women I talked to, she's a single mom And she's emptied out her retirement savings. She can't afford to take any more time off of work. What is she supposed to do? Currently, mammograms aren't typically recommended for women under 40. Some of the patients Morris talked to said doctors didn't initially think they had cancer when they reported lumps. The changing data around cancer does have some experts saying that doctors need to rethink guidance to younger patients. There's not a lot that doctors are offering them to figure out whether or not they're at high risk, to figure out how they got breast cancer if they did develop it, or to figure out how to catch it sooner. Our final story today takes us to France, a country that loves its wine so much that it's killing it. The French government and the EU are setting aside more than $215 million to destroy almost 80 million gallons of wine. Winemakers are facing a massive demand problem. So to keep prices up, they're going to wipe out supply. AFP reports on the key problems facing winemakers. For one, wine consumption has been on the decline for a while now. The industry did take a hit from COVID lockdowns but also changing tastes as more drinkers around the world choose beer and spirits. There's also inflation as a factor. Consumers are paying more for food and energy, leaving less money to pay for non-essential stuff like wine. Inflation also raises costs for the winemakers, making it harder to turn a profit. They say overall things are so bad that one in three winemakers in Bordeaux are experiencing serious financial difficulties. So the government is destroying wine, hoping to boost prices and profits for winemakers. There are also funds available for growers to attack the source first by ripping up vines and replacing them with other products such as olives. Some of this wine that is marked for death could go on to have a second life, though it's not really a glamorous one. 
The alcohol from it can be used to make other things, like hand sanitizer and cleaning products. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And if you're already listening to the News app right now, do not go anywhere. We've got a narrated article coming up next. Jennifer Aniston talks to The Wall Street Journal about working on The Morning Show, why Adam Sandler sends her flowers every Mother's Day, and a whole lot more. So enjoy listening to that, and we'll be back with the news tomorrow. Tomorrow.